tell us what we can expect from Queensbury before the end of this year. Shows perhaps that haven't been announced yet. Or yeah, stuff we've got like a few it. shows we've not announced yet. We've got a show, uh, obviously we've got um, Josh fighting up in Leeds. We've got a fantastic undercard, some good quality fights on there. Some good youngsters that are making their debut. Some of our good youngsters on there. We're doing the same in Birmingham at the end of um, November and we'll be announcing the full card. There'll be uh, f at least five title fights on that card. And then we're going to do a show in December with the big guys, but we've got to nail down the venue and get that sorted out. So that's the minimum that we'll do before the end of the year. A lot of guys to get out before the end of the year as well. Busy, stable, of course, at the moment. We're busy promoters. I mean, we're, we're about British boxers. That's what we're here. British boxing, British. Not, we don't want to stretch ourselves too thin. We're not in the business of farming British boxers out as fodder, getting them knocked over to you know, to just pad out shows and make keep your business running. No elsewhere. idea you could be referring no, to. I'm sure you haven't. But we're all about one thing only, and that is British boxers. The boxers with us get a service. They get exposure. They get a service. That's what we're about. You know, absolute British boxing at its best and developing and bringing through the talent. We've got great fighters, great fighters, not just British prospects, world prospects. Liam Williams is one of those. Well, we Liam, see him out we went to Persbid, Jesse. Don King won the purse bids, the purse bid for the fight against Garcia. Um, <laughs> we'll see whether he's going to put it on. He's got seven days to confirm the venue and so forth. So we're all sitting here in anticipation. Is that that's an eliminator? It's an eliminator. Yeah. So we're all sitting here waiting, and uh, Liam will be out in November. And, you know, either Don's going to put it on, or we're going to put it on if he doesn't come up with a venue. And is his long-term future at middleweight or is it at Super World? I spoke to him, uh, he was at the show Saturday, but I spoke to him last week, he called me and he said he can still get down to 154 if he needs to. So if the right opportunity is there, then, then we'll look at it and ask him. That's That would be his choice. The problem at middleweight, of course, is you don't want to experience the same problems you had with Billy Joe Saunders in getting those fights with the likes of Canelo. But we didn't and have Golovkin. problems in getting, we signed, and I keep saying that, we signed for the fight. Our problems with Bill wasn't our, not our ability not to get the fights. It was the problem with him pulling out of fights. We just went from mandatory to mandatory and nothing in between because he was injured, pulled out a couple of fights with um, uh, Martin Murray and so forth. Um, that guy went in prison, what was his name? Uh, oh, um, you remember? Bursat. Uh, you know uh, what I mean? Georgian. The, Georgian. Nine, yeah. well, I actually thought that's he was quite a nice it. bloke. <laughs> yeah. But there's a few. So he, 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 that's what happened with him. It weren't like we couldn't deliver for him. That is what happened. Unfortunately, he was injured or what injured him. And, you know, he is doing what he's now. And God bless him, he's out fighting on that, that show in the States, you know, and uh, he's doing what he's got to do. I'm not going to ask you about that show in the States because I've heard you've you got some rather me. strong opinions on well, it. Well, it's not a strong opinion. I've got no problem with, you know, look, those two guys, good luck to them. You know, it's, it's like the equivalent of a, you know, white collar fighting, isn't it? I mean, they're not got any amateur experience. They're two guys who fought, who've done it already. They've got these tremendous following on, YouTube and they're, they're, they're monetizing it by getting their rivalry off in the ring. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's like two blokes from the city fighting each other from rival hedge funds or whatever. That's yeah. what it is. But it's not, let's get it, you know, it's not what we class as professional boxing. So they wound up getting a, a license and, you know, Hearn's got to deliver for the zone. He's not delivered. I think he's delivered about 70,000 subscribers for all of his shows since he's begun with them. Spent 100 million, is it? Or 80, 100 million? And it, he's delivered personally, his shows have delivered 70,000 subscribers. That's not Canelo. He's not got Canelo. He's not got him at all. He's with Golden Boy. 
So now he's got to, he's now got to get out there and he's got to put some subscriptions in. And they're looking at this this fight as a way to delivering subscribers. And it's a commercial venture. Get it, understand it, but say what it is. You know, six months ago it was two guys who were disgraceful. It was shouldn't be on. And I'm a boxing man. I don't believe in this stuff. But suddenly they got a license after. One fight in California, and now it's, you know, it is what it's just new audience and whatever. And maybe it will be a new, a new audience, and I hope it is a new audience because we need people watching boxing. I get that, understand all that, but don't try and say it's anything different than what it is. You talk about the pressure uh, Matri Miranda or Hearn specifically is under to deliver subscribers for the zone. Do you get any sort of similar pressure from BT to deliver subscriptions for them? We do. They've never had a complaint, and uh, they're. In fact, after the show, we all went out for a, a bite and we had a, a good talk. Everybody's very, very happy. The easiest way for you to find that out, pick the phone up to them and you ask them. They don't do an Adam Smith behind the scenes or Adam Smith actually become quite public about slagging off what they were getting. Did he or didn't he not? You know, we're not happy. We're, all the fights are going on in the early hours when they're not happening in the UK. That don't happen with us. That's them. Our broadcaster is extremely happy, so much so, by the end of the year, there's going to be something exciting happen. So I'm I'm in a very good position. <laughs> Would that be an extension to the current deal? Oh, we've got we've still got. I think it's three years of the current deal to go. But um, they're they're happy. We're happy, and we couldn't be any happier with it. I mean, every everybody's on the same page, and we're working hard with our shows. We 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 have we're not jumping here, there, and everywhere. What we're trying to do, we come from a very very um. Tough background in the last few years with Box Nation. It was tough. It was very tough because you're doing no different than what the Zone are doing in the States. No different. In fact, when I look at it, look at what Hearn, all that money he got and what he's delivered, 70,000 subscribers. Chisora and David Hay delivered nearly three times that amount, <laughs> four times that amount of subscribers. So we were quite more successful than he was. But I know how difficult it is with subscription TV. I know what you've got to do. We know what the problems are. And they're lucky they've got a big backer who's put, their, who's put a lot of money into it. But he's going to want to see some value for his bucks. And I think the, uh, the CEO that came out a couple of weeks ago said the days of inflated purses are over. Of course they are, because at the end of the day, you've got to balance your books. That, that's business, and we, and we get that, we understand that. So I've, we've come from that background, and since we've been with BT, which is nearly two years now, we've gone from strength to strength. We've delivered well. Our fighters have won awards. Best young boxer of the year this year with the um, For boxing writers, boxing writers, yeah. Daniel Dubois, fighter of the year, Josh Warrington, who should have been fighter of the year. <laughs> but if you're in the fighter of the year, you've got to be fighter of the year. I don't get that, but anyway, that's what it was. And uh, and, and you look at the level of opposition that he's fought. It, you know, we've done extremely well, so we're pleased with what we're doing. We're pleased of the talent that's coming through. One thing I do notice that everybody says to him, "You've got some great young fighters," and we have. We've got some great young prospects and some of those kids are going to come through and go all the way.
Omar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global at the Garden. I've just run into Adam Kalnaki. People are saying behind me that you're going to knock out Deontay Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, it's a top of my bucket list. Mm. Any fight news on you, Adam? Uh, hopefully January, February. Okay. Do you know where that will be? Uh, hopefully Brooklyn. <laughs> okay, nice, nice, hometown. Uh, interesting times in the heavyweight division. Uh, we've seen that Ruiz Joshua 2 right. uh, has gone to Saudi Arabia. Firstly, what was your reaction on the first result? Uh, surprising, I mean, uh, it's boxing, you know, especially the heavyweight division, it won't punch everything. And that's what happened, uh, the left hook really <laughs> did some damage to uh, Anthony Joshua. I mentioned uh, the rematch from Saudi Arabia. What were your thoughts on that with the next? A little exotic face, you know, but uh, it's the World Championship, so uh, you got to defend it all over the world, right? Mm. Of course, uh, PBC have just announced Deontay uh, Wilder, Lewis Ortiz rematch will happen on Fox pay per view. Uh, are you surprised Deontay's taken that fight considering he's got the Fury rematch around the corner? Uh, he said he was going to do that months ago. He did say yeah, that. Yeah, so it's not really a surprise. I think the rematch will be a little bit easier than the first match, so... Do uh, you expect the early stoppage for Deontay? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Under five, around five. Is there any reason why you're saying that? The age, you know, uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, How old is Lewis? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question. Uh, on paper, he's 40, but he's from Cuba, so he might be like 45, right? <laughs> um, yeah, did you watch Tyson Fury against Otto Wallen? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. I sparred Otto Wallen a couple of times, so uh, I knew he was a great fighter. So the result didn't uh, surprise me at all. I mean, or the way he fought. When I fought Arthur Spielka, who was one of the, my uh, main sparring partners. Oh, he was your main sparring partner? Yeah. Oh, so you knew he was a, a decent fighter? Yeah, decent, good. I mean, he's a very good technician. Uh, he surprised me because when we sparred, he was more going backwards in boxing, and here he came forward. So uh, I knew he, he's game, and he proved it that night. Outside of yourself, who do you see as the number one, Adam, at the moment? I think right now, uh, Wilder, you know. Uh, just because of his punching power, and uh, whenever he lands, he just puts guys to sleep. If he keeps hold of his belt and uh, unifies or becomes undisputed, uh, you know, looking at the PBC heavyweights, you're right up there. Uh, Al Heyman can make that fight within an instant. Do you think you're going to get that shot at Deontay one day? I think I have to. I mean, uh, I'm beating anybody he's beating, I'm putting myself in a position to get a title shot. It's just a matter of time. Uh, I just can't wait to, to, get, to, to be next in line. I remember when you had that little joint interview. Uh, I think it was after the Brazil. Was it after the Brazil fight? No, after the Ariola fight. Oh, after your fight. It was yes. after your fight. Um, and uh, yeah, you had a, a little interview. It was all friendly and stuff. But uh, did you did you kind of uh, gauge anything from him? In that Respect. I mean, Respect. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're all fighters. I mean, it's a very dangerous sport. So I mean, I show everybody respect, you know. And uh, it was good to see respect from his size because uh, some other guys, he's not very, very respectful. So uh, obviously, he knows uh, after that fight, he knows I'm very game and go to full, uh, full 12 rounds. We broke records that night, so uh, it was a good night. You produced an absolute uh, firefight against uh, Cristiano Ariola. I'm sure your stock and profile has gone up since that fight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it was great. So uh, I hope the fans liked it. I mean, uh, I, I enjoyed watching, re watching it again, so it was fun. Uh, I don't know how, if you tuned in, you couldn't have enjoyed that fight. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Adam, I'll let you go. Enjoy uh, Golovkin fight night in the garden. Anything you want to add? Shout out to your UK fans. Yeah, shout out to your UK fans. Uh, I posted something on Twitter. I think it was uh, something. It was a joke, but some people took it very offensive. So I love my, my, my people in the UK. Uh, I got a very uh, good sense of humor, so don't take anything too personal. <laughs> Come on, Adam. Take care. Take care.
Hi there, I'm Danny Flexen and welcome to this week's edition of Seconds Out Reflections. We're here every Monday at 4.30pm to reflect on the boxing action that's taken place on the weekend. And this week, obviously, the massive fight that took place Saturday night at Madison Square Garden in New York was Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, aiming to reclaim a portion of the world middleweight title that he was once synonymous with. And he did, just about... Um, capture the IBF, or recapture the IBF version of the title in a hard-fought, gruelling contest, compelling contest and really worth watching with the Ukrainian Sergei Derevyanchenko. Derevyanchenko in his previous, only previous defeat and again a shot at the same title against Danny Jacobs had won a lot of hearts out there of fans because of his spirited effort but he took it to a whole other level this time around against Golovkin and we'll talk about Golovkin in a minute. The Revianchenko was something of a revelation in this fight. Um, his work rate was outstanding. His movement was great. The way he moved around the target as he was unloading his combinations with little steps to either side of Golovkin to make space for, for his shots to the head and the body and getting the little uppercuts going on the inside was just really impressive. But even more so was the heart and resilience he showed. He got knocked down uh, relatively heavily in the first round. And then soon after was cut quite badly um, on the right eye. And that hampered him for portions of the fight going on. And he still managed to make it an incredibly close contest. A lot of people had um, Derevianchenko winning. I'm not one of them. Um, I had it six all-in rounds. Um, and with the knockdown, Golovkin scored in the first. Gave him the edge by a point. So I had him 114-113. Which was in line with one of the judges. The other two had it 115-112. Which is 7-5 in rounds plus the knockdown. Some of the rounds I gave to Derevianchenko could have gone the other way. There was at least four, I would say, in the fight, really close sessions. Um, so I didn't completely understand why fans were booing um, Triple G while he was talking at the end. Or not, maybe not booing him, but booing while he was doing his post-fight interview. I understand that a lot of them may have felt Derevianchenko had done enough to win. But it was, a close, it was a sufficiently close fight that there's no reason to boo a decision that was that reflected that it was an incredibly close fight and the scores were very close too. No complaints about the judges here. And Golovkin, to his credit, didn't say it was anything other than close and gave a lot of respect during that post-fight interview to Derevianchenko, having done so privately in the immediate moments after the fight. So it did seem unfair. But let's talk about Golovkin. He didn't seem his usual self, it's fair to say. It's kind of caught between styles at the moment. His second fight under a new trainer in Jonathan Banks, who's been quite open to a great interview on our channel and that Jonathan Banks did after the fight with Radio Raheem where he talks about how he's trying to, two key things he's looking for from Golovkin is more productivity, some more punch volume and also just a better defence, you know, not coming forward in straight line so much, moving his head a bit more and um, a bit more lateral movement. So two key things he's looking to improve and Golovkin's not quite there yet and he seems to admit as much himself after the fight. Um, Against someone like Derevianchenko, who's busy, who uses a lot of lateral movement, it's important for Golovkin that he doesn't, as Banks said, become too comfortable, or he has become too comfortable, with moving backwards. You know, Derevianchenko came forward a lot, he was aggressive in this fight, and at times it actually looked like, and this is it's quite strange to watch, seeing as Golovkin's rise was all about him overpowering people, and on the front foot, as a front foot counterpuncher under Sanchez, it seemed like Golovkin was being bullied at times. Certainly um, in the fifth round, he seemed to be hurt to the body and backed off quite a lot. But just generally in the fire, he was belaboured a lot by Derevianchenko, who was swarming over him a lot of the time. And Golovkin was often backed 
onto the ropes and into the corners. We're not used to seeing that from him. But as um, Jonathan Banks says, the more you're comfortable going backwards, the more you're inviting your opponents to come forwards onto you. So that's something they're going to be working on even more in the gym. Golovkin still wants that third fight with Canelo Alvarez, of course, his arch nemesis, if you like. And I think if Alvarez is watching this, thinks there's still a lot of money to be made from that fight, he'll have seen enough vulnerability in Golovkin, who's obviously ageing. You know, he's not as young as he used to be. And something else Banks pointed out in that interview that all the other elite fighters at middleweight are younger than Golovkin, um, which makes it even more important that he adjusts his style in a manner to repel those younger, fresher guys. Um, but getting back to Canelo, he may have seen enough kind of flaws and, and kind of enough of the ageing process taking its toll on Golovkin that he'll be up for that third fight after he's, of course, fought and, and if he wins as well against Sergei Kovalev in November. Um, but yeah, Golovkin, let's not write him off too soon. I don't think he's finished necessarily. And he was up against a really good opponent who put forward a great performance and still managed to just about get the job done. So he's still very much a world-class fighter. It's just whether... He's a fighter caught in between styles, lacking a bit of focus, perhaps, because he, he was dominant in the first two rounds, maybe thought it was going to be easy, he hinted at that in his post-fight interview. Or this is kind of the start of the steady decline. Um, and we won't really know that until his next fight or maybe even the fight after that. Um, but a bit more to talk about still, but let me know what you thought of Golovkin's performance, who you had winning the fight, importantly. And where you think Golovkin should go next? Is he finished as a top-level operator or is it more that he's just... Still having to adjust to Jonathan Banks' new style. Needs to add, as Banks says, a bit more lateral movement. Not move back as much. Move his head a little bit more. And, and just throw more punches. You know, I guess that gets harder as you get older. But it's something that they're certainly working on. Before I let you go, I should just mention the um, Golden Contract Featherweight Tournament. MTK are putting on first four quarterfinals in, that, in the first of the three tournaments they're putting on. Took place on Friday night at a bustling, passionate York Hall. Um, as, as is typical of that venue, of course, a bit of a cauldron. Um, and to add some really good action, I'm not going to go over every fight one by one, but what I would say is stick with the Golden Contract Tournament because it does produce really good fights. Ryan Walsh's stoppage over Heron Sokaris was particularly exciting, I thought. And Lee Wood's gradual kind of beat down and destruction of David Oliver Joyce as well was absorbing. So two, two really good fights. And the others were, were watchable too. So... Definitely stick with those those three tournaments. The super lightweight one's not too far away now. And O'Hara Davis and Tyron McKenna recently had some sort of altercation in a car park, I believe. So maybe they'll renew acquaintances in that tournament too. Let us know what you thought of the golden contract as well as um, Golovkin against Derevianchenko. Um, and we'll read your comments, maybe reply to some of them. I'll be back next week for Reflections, Monday again, 4.30pm. And here looking ahead to the Josh Warrington card, among other fights, this Thursday, 4.30pm, with Flexpectations. As always, really appreciate your time, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. This is Rob Tom of Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined here by Eddie Hearn. We're at the already pretty raucous KSI Logan 2 press conference. Eddie, never seen anything like this before. Nor have I. Nor have I. I'm a bit nervous, actually. In fact, like, I was just backstage with people, and these guys are the expert to this market. 
you know, so I'm up there, I'm going, right, yeah, guys, what are we going to do, right, for the, and they're like, no, 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 Eddie, this is how it should go, and I'm like, okay, so tonight, I'm going to do the boring stuff, and then I'm going to pass over to a special guest who's going to basically run the presser, because last time I tried to run the presser, and it was impossible, so, you know, um, I'm excited, and you saw outside, they've been, they've been queuing since nine o'clock this morning. I've never seen anything like this before, so this is bigger than boxing. But this time we get to incorporate it in boxing. I think I kind of agree with that. I mean, I've, I can't remember there being a boxing press conference similar to this. Can you remember well, in May, your time? May, I think Mayweather McGregor. Yeah. You know, it's the, the one where similar numbers, similar interest, and that was the biggest you know, boxing event for a long time, numbers-wise. And this is, you know, this is a boxing event. We can't forget that. And there'll be people that want to say, ah, but they're not really boxers, are they? Well, they're pro boxers now, they've got 10 ounce gloves on, no head guards, they're going to fight in front of 20,000 people at the Staples Centre. It's boxing, plus there's World Championship boxing on the undercard, so I'm learning as I go here Rob, I have to be honest with you, like it's a completely different world and it fascinates me, because these guys are super bright. You know, and you get some people saying, um, oh, they don't deserve this state, mate they've built this themselves, do you know what I mean? They've built it this themselves, you know. So it's not like they've just—I just phoned them up one day and said, "Lads, do you want to fight?" They know what they're doing. They've built the biggest audiences out there, and uh, all goes down November 9th. Greeted by some news very recently that this will be on Sky Sports box office. Explain that decision. Just from Sky, really. I mean, it's 9.99. Obviously, the last event was 9.99 as well. No real difference. Different, different audience. Yeah, you know, we're just sorting out how the boxing fights are going to flow into that talk of putting Billy Joe Saunders on Sky Sports and then flowing into the event um, as well. That's all being structured at the moment. I know that uh, fight fans are going to moan about the event, you know, but they're moaning about the event anyway. So I'm guessing fight fans, you don't want to watch this fight anyway. So it's the same model as it was last time. It's a pay-per-view event. So with that being said, I mean, just sifting through kind of what you said, so there's a potential for Billy Joe to be just available on normal Sky Sports? Yeah, we're working that out at the moment. I, I don't really want to restrict, you know, there, there's two sides of this, isn't there? There's exposing Billy Joe and Devin Haney to this new huge audience, but we don't want to restrict that audience from in a boxing sense, do you know what I mean? So I want the boxing fans to watch this main event as well. So I want, and I think we need to give Billy Joe Saunders all the exposure we can on both sides of the Atlantic. So there's ongoing discussions with Sky about how that will be done. For me, I think that would probably be a Sky Sports main event, Billy Joe Saunders, and then leading into one or two fights, and then the main event on, on, uh, on pay-per-view. Was that always the case, or was that kind of because of some of the backlash from this, or was that always kind of the, the plan, potentially, to, to have Billy Joe box on a Sky Sports main event, or a Devin Haney on a Sky Sports yeah, main no, event? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, Billy Joe was always going to be main event, uh, as in Sky Sports main event. Okay. Um, and to be honest, like that was before he was boxing on this card. So this card came through, I spoke to Sky, obviously last time, you know, these guys, they want to make as much money as they can out of this, so they look at all the potential models. It was either on Sky pay-per-view or it was on YouTube pay-per-view, it was on ITV pay-per-view, obviously with my deal in place with Sky, that was the platform that, that we chose. Where are we with Billy Joe's opponent? Emmanuel Marte is the name that's been banded no, about? No, I turned him down. I didn't think he was good enough, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't think his record was good enough. Um, it'll be tonight or first thing tomorrow morning, his opponent. Somebody from the WBO Top 15? Correct, yeah. Okay, moving away from this week, this show. Um, quite enjoyed that. I think the Sky Sports main event thing is, is good. Anyway, 
Gennady Golovkin this past weekend, very narrow victory over Sergei Derevyanchenko. Talk to me about the fight. Amazing fight, one of the best fights I've seen live and up close. Um, thought Derevyanchenko was excellent. Watched the fight back, I think Gennady Golovkin won the fight. I mean, I know, like, on the night, so sometimes people get drawn into this, like, underdog Cinderella story of the underdog who has eclipsed the clear favourite and is all of a sudden, and I think they sort of get taken away by that in the night. And probably the majority of the press row felt that Derevenchenko won the fight by a round or something. Every, every score that anyone gave was like a round either way. I felt like Golovkin won the 11th and 12th round and that won him the fight by a round. So I felt like he deserved to win the fight. I thought Derevenchenko was brilliant. Gennady had his struggles during the week. You know, he, he, he would never say it, but I said, I don't care, I'm going to fucking tell people because, you know, you weren't well. So there's no shame in saying that. But also, you don't want to take away from the fact that Derevenchenko is outstanding. And, you know, people say, oh, Gennady's getting old. Maybe he's getting old. Or maybe he had an off night, or maybe Derevenchenko is brilliant. But I'll tell you something now, there'll be a lot more people wanting to fight Gennady Golovkin. So that's a good thing. You mentioned that people kind of talking about Gennady Golovkin potentially being or having seen better days in his career. You've caught Gennady, I think it's fair to say, at the, the, the back end of his career. Is there any part of you that kind of rightfully regrets not having him during the time when he was at his peak? Of course. And by the way, I think there's lots more to come from Gennady Golovkin. But I've always been a massive fan of Gennady Golovkin. And I have to say, not brown-nosing him, he is one of the nicest, most credible guys with so much integrity you could ever meet. And I like the fact that he's being written off now. Because I think he will need that. I think he knows. He said a few things in his quotes after, like, you know, I need to do more. Which maybe tells me that maybe he didn't focus as much or train quite with the same intensity as he maybe thought he should have for this fight. So I like that. I like the fact that people are writing him off and I believe he has a long, long way to go. What does he have to do to tempt Canelo into a third fight? Canelo has come out and said he's maybe just not have, interested. Maybe have a fight like that. You know, I mean, look, the truth is the zone will be doing everything they do to make Canelo against Triple G. So there'll be a lot of pressure on Canelo to make that fight. Now, after that performance, maybe he says, yeah, you know what, we'll just do it, do it anyway. So we will see. But I believe, look, Gennady's got a lot of options. You know, there's a mandatory to take care of. There's Billy Joe Saunders. There's Demetrius Andre unification. There's Callum Smith. So he doesn't have to. Murata is a great fight for him in Japan. So it's not like he has to fight Canelo, but he wants to fight Canelo because he wants to try and settle the score. What do you make of the criticism of the undercard? Was it the most competitive undercard we've ever seen? A lot of one round, two round blowouts. What do you make of that? I thought the main two fights were really entertaining. I thought Madrimov was fantastic and I thought the Brancic fight was electric. I thought he was great. Um, you know, when you've got a main event of that size, not everyone puts on big, big shows. This was my first time working with Gennady. I would have liked a better undercard, so would he. Sometimes it doesn't play out that way. But the guy fighting Ali Akhmedov, went 10 rounds with Caleb Plant, like he, he was a durable guy. He got starched in the first round. That was a big kick in the nuts. So I thought the undercard was decent in Madrimov and Barancic. Um, and I thought, you know, I mean, if the main event was poor, I think a lot more, more people would have been talking about the undercard. As it happens, it was one of the fights of the year. So. Where do we stand with October the 26th? Derek Chitora's opponent. We've got Sh Shannon Briggs is over there shouting, let's go champ, what's going on? Dillian White is here as well. Um, and also, uh, Derek Chisora's opponent will be announced tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. We've got a big queue of people behind us. Just final one. Are you signing for Dale Riley? Signing him? Oh, there's not been discussions on that yet, no. Do you hear that? All oh, right. okay. Just asking? All right. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, he's put it out. Yeah, I'm signing for Dale Riley. Yeah. Any other thanks for watching the Boxing Social?
Danny Flexen here for seconds out. A very noisy Troxy in East London. Adam Smith won't know this, but this is where my mum used to go to bingo when I was a young boxing fan and I was left alone to watch violent films in the dubious care of my older brothers. The first time I've actually been inside though and it's quite an atmosphere for the KSI Logan Paul 2 London press conference. I have been here before for uh, some small hall shows. Uh, yeah, it's a great venue and uh, I, I hear people were queuing from six o'clock this morning. My kids are on their way. Um, look, it's a, it's a huge happening, isn't it? And we're, we're sort of in many ways, we're delighted to be doing something completely different. I mean, this is, uh, this is changing times. This is a, uh, a new audience for us. And um, yeah, you just look at the excitement and the passion that goes around this event. Whatever people think about it in the boxing world and the, the hardcore fans, and I understand the, the sort of the, the seriousness of that debate, but this is what people want to see. It's, it's entertainment and, uh, you know, we want to be part of it. All the times you've broadcast major events on Sky in the past, your kids probably have been completely nonplussed by it and now we're here for this and I bet they're not never been more excited about something dad's done. Well that's it, I, I, the story I tell is a year and a half ago when we had the Akoli Chamberlain fight, big fight at the O2 and uh, I asked my son in the morning who was going to win and he said KSI of course <laughs> and KSI was fighting at the copper box against Joe Weller, no one really knew about it and certainly in our world now everybody knows that KSI and, and Logan Paul, the biggest YouTubers in the world and you know look it's uh, it is what the, they're, they're demanding, you know, that, that, that demographic of sort of whatever, 12, my, my daughter's eight, but, you know, all the way up to the sort of 22, 24 range. And you see the sort of them outside. And if, if we, it's crazy, but if we can also show boxing off to that audience with the likes of Devin Haney, Billy Joe Saunders and others, and if they're future fights like this, then does it, does it matter that they're normally at top of the bill? I mean, that's what people want to see. People want to see whether Logan Paul or KSI are going to prevail, right? But while they're doing that, let's give them a taste of uh, the highest quality fighters. Devin Haney, one of the great hopes of world boxing. Billy Joe, you know, two-weight champion. Th these are the best. So uh, let's mix it up and have fun. You obviously knew it was going to be big, but when you arrived here, you saw people had camped out already, even before you arrived. Were you surprised at least a little bit by how big it is? You know what? Because I've talked to my kids a lot about it. No, I, uh, you know, my my little one just is 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 hooked on YouTube. You know, they they know I went to see Logan in in, in L.A. last week. All they wanted to do was FaceTime him and get to see him and all that sort of stuff. So so no, I I sort of because I've got kids, I I realised that there was a massive hype. But actually, ironically, I was at a, a 50th birthday party the other day and I I tried the room and I said, what do you know about KSI? What do you know about Logan Paul? Not one person in there knew about them. So it just to show you the difference. But with 17 million, I think he's got Logan on Instagram and millions that KSI have got. It is a world that we've got to take seriously now because people want to see it and it's a chance for us to, to venture out. And can we now confirm that it is going to be on Sky and, and on what platform? Yeah, Sky Sports box office. Uh, it's a price of 9.95. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think that's good. I think that will appeal to, to maybe to the young and, you know, it is a different, um, a different avenue for us. You know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's the first time we've done something like this. Here's my little girl. This is my eight-year-old. This terrific Tilly. This is Tilly. Tilly's, Tilly's arrived. She's very excited. This is Oscar. You know, Hi very, guys. They're very excited. Hi. They've, they've come across. T London. Tilly's a YouTube veteran, I believe. You've got your own YouTube channel, Tilly. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Terrific Tilly. Terrific Tilly. And what do you do? What do you go and do? Stuff. You go to restaurants? Uh, not yet. Not yet, but you're going to, aren't you? Yes, exactly. oh, gymnastics. 
What about you when you were starting your YouTube channel, Oscar? Where's the first question, yeah. Just before I let you go, because obviously you want to spend some time with your kids, but what the, the first event, Logan Paul against uh, KSI the first time around, obviously did good business, massive pay-per-view buyers, sold out to Manchester Arena. So what can Eddie Hearn and Sky particularly bring to the table to enhance the rematch? I, I think, look, you can see from people here today, you can see everyone talk about it, that it's going to be you know, a must-see attraction on November the 9th. You know, we're going to give it... We're going to give we're going to give some we're going to give some sparkle to the event as we always do with Sky Sports Box Office. You know we're going to look at sort of what talent we're going to use, how we're going to embrace it, uh, because of course there's there's sort of serious boxing and then there's the the, the YouTubers. There's you know we, and they are novices. Let's be honest about that. So we're going to try we're going to try and get talent to 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 deal with it with all sorts. Maybe we'll have her. Is Jake Paul here? He is here. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is this is it. You know, maybe the excitement. Maybe Tilly commentates and not me that night, but we'll you know, we'll see what happens. So look, we're really excited about it, Danny, and uh, look, you know, we're excited about everything on the boxing schedule till Christmas. You know, we've got a fantastic Sky Sports box office event on October the twenty sixth with Josh Taylor and Regis Progress. They were in filming gloves are off today. You know, we've got AJ and Ruiz too, the, the biggest fight of the year probably in Saudi at the end of the year. But you know, this is a different entertainment it's a it's a big attraction and as eddie says it in, in many ways it's the mad event of the year and that's what it's going to be is it the cut price element of it is that with kids in mind that it's going to be a younger demographic yeah i think so with, with kids in mind and the fact that it is something different so we want to attract we want to get a new audience involved we want as you said these guys don't really ask me about the the main fights yeah they, they like aj they know about aj but the rest they don't really know. So if they're going to start watching this sort of stuff and we've got the likes of Haney and, and Billy Joe alongside, they might go home and say, you know what? We saw some really cool boxing. Not only did Logan Paul or KSI win the fight, but we also, you know, you've got to try this. And if more kids are taken to boxing, it can only be good. You're going to have to get these two up early. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'm sure they'll find a way of watching it. I'll be in L.A., but I'm sure they'll be finding a way to watch it back home on Sky Sports Box Office. <laughs> yeah. Well, we thank you for your time. Thanks, Oscar. Terrific, Tilly. We'll be watching your channel. Take care, guys. Thank you. <laughs> He's yeah. in the building. That's right. It's the champ, Shannon the Cannon, two time. Oh, Robin, IFL TV, MTK right. Global. Ooh, IFL, the best, yeah. the best network on the internet when it comes to boxing, champ. I know for a fact. You got that one right. Let's go, champ. Tell me, why is this good for boxing? This is great for boxing. Look at all these fans. They never was thinking about boxing, never thought about boxing. Now look at them. These are future fans in the next 15, next 20 years. These guys are going to have got a taste of boxing from this event. This is amazing. This is great for boxing. This is going, this is going to rejuvenate boxing. You always hear, oh, what's better, MMA or UFC? I mean, UFC, MMA or boxing. You know what? This brings a whole new fan base to, to boxing. Unbelievable. Everybody in boxing should be thankful right now. Can you understand the criticism from some, Shannon? I know, not at all, because they don't fight. A lot of people talk a lot of shit and they just sit home on their, on their couch and they, they armed 
chair boxers. I'm talking about the economy of boxing, the business of boxing. This is going to help boxing in years to come. These people are now getting experience. These are kids, man. These kids are YouTubers. They watch. They play video games all day. They they they, they on the phones all day. They're not watching boxing. They're not watching TV. Guess what? Now they becoming boxing fans. You got new reporters. You got new uh, new journalists. You got new people coming to the game, and that's what the game need. It need it need to grow. For so for so long, boxing has been oh it's boxing, and if you're in it, you're a, you're an elite or you're in some type of uh some type of uh cult thing like oh you know boxing no no boxing need everybody everybody love boxing come on in but let's I, go champ i guess what people are saying as a former world champion yourself you've got billy joe saunders yes. current world champion yes. devin haney definitely going to be a future world champion yes. on the undercard of two guys making a professional debut. Yeah. Can you kind of see that, Shannon? No, I don't see nothing. Not at all. I, I see the fact that as a businessman, Eddie Hearn is looking at it like, you know what? Listen, this is my idea. Unfortunately, I ain't have the bread to do this, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, Eddie Ed, better give Ed, you a cut. Eddie, Eddie, daddy got money, so he was able to do this. So listen, <laughs> this is my idea. You know what I'm saying? Bringing YouTubers, because I know that I know the future of this. This is gonna be huge. This is gonna be great for for boxing in general. This is great. These are kids, man. These are beautiful kids that now gonna watch boxing, gonna become fans, man. This is phenomenal. The Hearn family not sorting you a bit of the cut? Nah, I ain't sweating the Hearns family. They, I'm a threat to the Hearns family. I always will be. Look at me. <laughs> just doing nothing. Just chilling. Just showing up. <laughs> Where's Dino? Where's the main man Dino? Dino around. Dino around. You see the champ. You know he, he, he around. Shannon, uh, just away from this, I do want to get your thoughts on the yes, heavyweight brother. mix at the moment. Yes. Did you watch Fury Wallin? Uh, yes, I did. I watched it. I watched it. Yeah. What did you make of the performance? A lot of criticism for Tyson. Yeah, Wallin. Wallin was doing his thing. He, he he did what he's supposed to do. He got a shot at the title and he went for it. He he was working hard. Uh, Fury got a big cut. He survived it. He. He surpassed it and he got the win, and now he's gonna hopefully move on to a big fight. He got a big fight coming up, Wilder champ. You better get in shape, champ. He's gonna be beat Ortiz first, though, Wilder. Yeah, he gotta beat Ortiz, but you know that's a good one too. But champ, you better get in shape because Wilder hitting hard. He coming for he coming for that head, champ. Mm. Let's go, champ. And then uh, the small matter of Joshua Ruiz too in Saudi Ooh, Arabia. That's gonna be crazy. <laughs> you gonna be there? Uh, I don't know. I might I might be. It's a 50-50 chance that I might be there. But um, that's a great fight too. You know, I was a little worried about Ruiz at first. You know, what I'm saying making so much money. Didn't know what was gonna happen, but he's doing Yo. good now, you know? Good? Oh, champ. It's Jizzy. How you doing, brother? Champ. You're good, champ. Always, yes, brother. Always. Yes, brother. <laughs> Let's go, champ. Yes. So, Eddie tweeted that picture of you the other day. Yeah. When Chisora's opponent pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some so people good. wanted to see it. Yeah, I, I want to see it too, but like, you know, like anything that makes sense, it gotta make sense. I need some time, get in shape, tip top shape 2020, I'll be back. No problem, Eddie. Make it happen, Captain. How would you get on with Chisora? Come on, champ. I get on the way I get on with everybody. I give it to him. That can give happen next year, Shannon. Excuse me? That can happen next year. Two billion percent. If Eddie get the money right and the time is right, I got my time is right. I'm trained, I'm in shape, right here at home. In London? Oh, right here in England. Let's okay, go, champ. Okay, let's go, yeah. champ. What are you up to anyways nowadays? I'm just chilling right now. I'm just chilling right now. I'm training Logan. Yep. Logan's getting ready for this fight. He's gonna be in phenomenal shape. He's been working hard six days a week. Like an animal, man. He's a machine. He won't stop. I got to slow him down. Shannon, always good to get you on IFL. Thank you, champ. All the Let's best. Let's go, champ.